0: Hey there, Guten Morgen. <coughs> Let's see what Midas Touch is talking about. I'm, I'm, I'm betting that he, um, Diaper Donald's posted some more unhinged bullshit. Thanks for 317K, even though it's just law enforcement. Play the tape, screws himself in front of. Federal jury he did it again. Play the tape. Set up. Smoked out. Georgia prosecutor drops bombshell. Filing one hour ago. About Trump. Go defendant. Diaper Don Goes off the rails with 1 a.m. Post. Let's see what he's post shit posting about. Today. This morning. In the middle of the night. They don't get the moral high ground. Cut the crap on Trump prosecutor's personal life. She don't know anything. Diaper down lawyer suffers utter humiliation during trial. Yeah. She had to be given breaks so she could figure out how to submit evidence to the court. Screws himself in front of federal jury. Five minutes ago. Think about it as you. So Donald
1: Trump keeps creating damaging evidence <gasps> against himself in real time at the E. Gene Carroll defamation uh, case and the trial against Donald <laughs> Trump, which has now concluded day three of trial in federal court in New York. And so after day two, Donald Trump gave a press conference where he further defamed E. Gene Carroll. Uh, gave a press conference where he said the trial is rigged, he attacked the judge, and he further said horrific and horrible things about E. Jean Carroll. Now, E. Jean Carroll was on the stand wrapping up her testimony in day three. She took the stand in day two. Of course, we've talked about here on the Midas Touch Network what uh, powerful testimony E. Jean Carroll gave during direct testimony on the Alina Haba didn't even really know how yeah. to ask questions. Huh. And so the judge had to inform Miss Haba. Let me just show you what you do in federal trials. You have to show the document to the witness, see if the witness recognizes the document. Uh, if there's a foundation you can Shit, then, even
0: uh, I need that. that
1: the uh, Document that you want to admit as evidence be published. You got a pre-market. It has to have an exhibit number so I, the judge, can look at it. Miss Haba and Miss Haba's like, how do I get it into evidence? What do I do? And the judge was like, let's just take a break, please. We'll come back and perhaps uh, Lena Haba can refresh her recollection on, I don't know, like how to admit evidence before a uh, in a federal court. But anyway, while. That testimony was, uh, was taking place, um, or shortly thereafter, Donald Trump and Alina Hobbivan held a press conference at Trump's spot at 40 Wall Street, and Donald Trump further defamed E. Jean Carroll. And we previously have talked about here uh, on the Midas Touch Network and through these various hot takes during jury selection. While the jury was being selected, Donald Trump was making defamatory posts about E. Jean Carroll, which E. Jean Carroll's lawyers... Uh, asked Eugene Carroll, hey, when was the last time Donald Trump made defamatory statements about you? Alina Hobbes said, objection, not relevant. And the judge was like, clearly relevant. It goes to the damages that Eugene Carroll suffers. And e. Jean Carroll Carroll's like, yesterday, while he was here, while you are all being, while the jury selection was taking place, Donald Trump was posting defamatory things about me. So finally, day three on Thursday of trial, as Eugene Carroll wrapped up her testimony, um, on redirect, the lawyers for Carroll, uh Roberta Kaplan and uh and and the, and the other co-counsel showed E. Carroll uh what Donald Trump said at the press conference. And let me just refresh your recollection, what it is. Here's what uh here's what Donald Trump said during the press conference following the other day at the E. Gene Carroll trial. Here, play this clip.
2: I'll be leaving for New Hampshire, in other words, right after this. And then as to the trial today, it was a very interesting day uh, as you probably notice. It's a big story that the uh, witness today, the uh, person I never knew, I never had anything to do with. It's a totally rigged deal. This whole thing is rigged. Election interference. But this is a person I have no idea until this happened, obviously. I have no idea who she was and nor could I care less. It's a rigged deal, it's a made-up fabricated story. Well, they found out today that she got rid of a lot of evidence, as you probably noticed. She got rid of massive amounts of evidence, and in addition to that, she had a rifle or a gun, uh, because she said she bought gun bullets or rifle bullets, and it was the opposite, I guess, of her gun. And uh, was it licensed? No, it wasn't licensed, so I guess she's got a difficult problem. That's going to be her problem, but she has a gun or or a rifle. She didn't really explain which. She might have both. Because she said she bought rifle bullets, so, uh, and it's totally unlicensed. So I assume that's a problem. But the judge was protecting her. He didn't want to go there. We don't want to go there. We don't want to. If that were me, it would be a different story. But with her, uh, the judge is totally protective of them. And frankly, anybody in that court would see it. It's, frankly, it's a disgrace. That's probably one of the reasons our country is going to hell. And if you
1: could believe this, Alina Haba tried to object to that, and basically said, "It's why is this relevant?" He was, he was not talking about E. Jean Carroll, um, and Judge Kaplan's like, "Who do you think Donald Trump is referring to?" In that, when he's saying her, and that he's talking about E. Jean Carroll. I, I, uh, enough of this nonsense. Right, any further, any further questions that you have to the witness? Um, and let me show you what else Donald Trump said. And this is where Donald Trump said that he should be awarded damages again donald, donald trump's view of all of this is that he's the one who has suffered by further defaming the victim who it has already been determined that he raped and donald trump is saying that he's the victim here your play donald trump saying that he deserves to have damages play this clip
2: So oh, the big take today was that she deleted and destroyed massive amounts of evidence and we think that the, both trials should be thrown out because it's ridiculous. They should be thrown out. And I, frankly, am the one that suffered damages. I should be given money, given damages. And that's where that is. And with that being said, I'm heading out to New Hampshire. Thank you very much for being back here. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you very
1: much, everybody. Nice to see you Paul. The older I get, the more I find myself wanting to be more intentional about the way I live, what I eat, and how I take care of my body. Mosh is a company founded by Maria Shriver and her son Patrick Schwarzenegger sure. with a simple mission to create oh, conversation sure. about brain health through food, education, and research. Mosh don't are my fuel your body plus free. I mean the conduct is just so important. But Trump, uh, I've never really seen this before, where a defendant in a civil case is generating more evidence as the trial goes on. And then the plaintiff's lawyers are then saying, look what he just posted, more defamatory statements, more defamatory statements. And the jury is seeing all that, the jury is seeing how horrible Alina Haba is as a lawyer. Okay, so what happens after day three of trial? Alina Habba leaves the courtroom, Eugene um, uh, Carroll leaves the courtroom. All of the all of the lawyers leave, and this is what Donald Trump is doing. This is what Donald Trump is posting about. Mind you, it is uh, the funeral for Melania's mother. But what Donald Trump is spending his time doing right now is posting, posting, posting about Eugene Carroll. About 27 posts here. You'll see it as I'm talking. Um, I just, I did a record of all of the posts that Donald Trump has made just on uh, Thursday afternoon is where these posts are being made. Donald Trump made posts like this last week, post, 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 post. I think he did 57 posts in a row last week or something like that. And then on the first day of the E.G. Carroll trial, I think he did 22 posts, 22 posts. That made its way into the opening statement by Eugene Carroll's lawyers when they said to the jury, "He's posted 22 times about her while you've all been sitting here." And then on Thursday afternoon, Donald Trump posted, I think, 27 posts, post, 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 post about Eugene Carroll. As I've said before, if you know someone who posts that much about any topic, as I said, like fly fishing, cooking, gardening fantasy football, whatever, but post that much and post the way Donald Trump does, like all caps, all capital letters, and you'd be like, okay, this person's like really, really, really seriously unwell. Okay, now Donald Trump is posting that to torment his rape victim. And again, this is where a jury has already determined that Donald Trump sexually assaulted e. Jean Carroll back in May. It's already a judicial determinant. He's found liable for that. Like, I know we are talking about lots of cases and a lot going on, and I know with Donald Trump, every single day, he engages in more despicable conduct, so it's like, you know, keeping track of, like, what's going on. But, like, I want to just repeat, Donald Trump has been found liable for rape by a federal judge and a jury. The leading Republican candidate for president is a rapist, as adjudicated by a quote. Like, we have to say it that simple, because that's what it is. And then he's spending his time now giving speeches and his campaign, harassing his victim, and then posting over and over and over again to torment his victim. And that behavior is so beneath contempt. Beneath contempt. So what happens next? Day three concluded with E.G. Carroll's experts testifying, Professor Humphreys, and another expert on damages and, and reputational damages. So the court is dark on Friday, meaning no court on Friday. And then we go to Monday. The question is, will Donald Trump testify on Monday? He has the opportunity. If he wants to testify, he can testify on Monday. When do I think there'll be a jury verdict? At this point, it seems like there'll be a jury verdict on Tuesday. Seems like there'll be a jury verdict Tuesday, Wednesday the latest. But Trump says he wants to testify. We'll see uh if he does, uh if he does testify. But it's great to have a no-nonsense law and order judge and federal judge Lewis Kaplan not letting Alina Haber or Donald Trump create a circus or or, or demean his court in, in, in any way. And um, we'll keep you posted on, on, on what happens. But Trump's creating this evidence against himself in real time that the jury's seeing and is becoming part of the post. Here you go, jury. Post, here you go, jury. Post, here you go. Post, 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 jury, jury, jury. Take a look at all of this and what's going on. I'm Ben Micellis, this is the Midas Touch Network, and have an excellent day. Hit subscribe, we're almost on our way to 2 million subscribers, thanks to your support. Hey Midas Mighty, love this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram, at Midas Touch, to keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now. Hurry to Coles for clearance and closeout deals you don't want to miss. Save up to 70% while you still can on top finds like fleece, PJs, jeans, sweaters, and so much more. Find your faves for low prices at Kohl's. let's
0: Let's see what else they got.
3: Michael Legal AF, let's untangle a tangled web that's been woven by Mike Roman, the conspirator with Donald Trump in Georgia, along with his attorney, Ashley Merchant, who apparently is coordinating with Fawny Willis, the Fulton County District Attorney's special prosecutor in his divorce proceeding in order to interfere improperly with the prosecution against Donald Trump and Mike Roman. Mm -hmm. And now we know all about it in a new filing by Fawny Willis just today in the divorce proceeding related to Nathan Wade, the special prosecutor in her office where they lay out minute by minute what happened on January 8th in the apparent coordination between Nathan Wade Fawny Willis's special prosecutor for Donald Trump and the 14 others, and um, the ex-wife of the special prosecutor, Nathan Wade, who all of a sudden, on the same day, started filing things and trying to depose Fawny Willis to obtain improper discovery and deposition testimony at the very same time that Mike Roman was alleging an improper relationship between Fawny Willis and Nathan Wade, that in his view somehow without any justification or backup undermines and compromises the criminal indictment and investigation of Mike Roman and others without explanation. Now it's all the worm has turned and then, and Fanny Willis is going to have her day. Uh, fortunately, she spent the part of the weekend of having to defend herself from the pulpit of the, um, of a church, a well-known uh, church in Georgia on the eve of Martin Luther, Martin Luther King Jr. Day in which she defended her decisions, her judgment, her discretion as a prosecutor to assign whomever she likes to the prosecution of Donald Trump and the others. And that the only reason that she's being attacked and that he's being attacked is because of the color of their skin and because they want to try to get her off the case. Listen, we've been following an illegal AF for the last year. They have tried every which way they can, every which way but Sunday, to get Fani Willis off this case. And when the MAGA House tried and failed to have her come in for an investigation at the House Oversight Committee in D.C., and she was and she schooled uh, the uh, uh, chairman of that committee then. When that failed, when the Georgia GOP right-wing MAGA Congress people in the House in Georgia tried to have her fired and removed by the governor and Governor Kemp stood up for Fonnie Willis and said, no way, when that failed, what are you left with? One of the dirtiest alleged co-conspirators with Donald Trump is Mike Roman, his Donald Trump's election day coordinator, who as I've said before is alleged to have been the mule who brought and coordinated the fake elector certificates from each battleground state to have them delivered to Mike Pence in a pressure campaign through members of Congress, that Mike Roman, the same Mike Roman, who mm-hmm. Ken Chesbro, the architect of the fake elector scandal and scheme, right, is testifying against. We already know that from audio clips of Mike of uh, Ken Chesbro's testimony. The Michigan uh, Attorney General, in in their investigation of the fake elector scheme, Mike Roman, as I said a couple of weeks ago on Legal AF, should cut a deal. But instead, you know, he's just a puppet on the string of MAGA and Donald Trump and has decided the best way is to have his lawyer, Ashley Merchant, let's put her up on the screen for a moment, okay, Um, file a baseless, scurrilous, scandalous motion against Fonny Willis, unsupported by any sworn statements, declaration, or evidence, and not citing to any relevant rule of professional conduct or ethics has been violated, nor addressed in any way how the indictment and the prosecution is somehow compromised by the fact that Fawny Willis, a consenting adult, you know, who's in her 40s, may be going out for drinks and having a relationship of some kind with a friend of hers named Nathan Wade. Right? And so now we have it. Now they went too far as they often do in that world. And now they've been caught conspiring together with Nathan Wade's ex-wife in her divorce proceeding try to undermine Fawny Willis and interfere, interfere with the criminal prosecution, a point that will now be brought forward, I'm sure, in new filings by Fawny Willis that will be filed soon with Scott McAfee, the presiding judge, in the criminal case. Filing today is in the divorce court because all of a sudden, in a two year divorce, where the parties have already told the court that their that their marriage is is has already told the court that their marriage is irretrievably broken, which is the magic language you use, that this this Humpty Dumpty is not being put back together again. That the marriage is gone. And the reason that it's gone, as Fonnie Willis pointed out in her filing, and kudos chef's kiss to her. Is because the former Mrs. Nathan Wade had an affair with Nathan Wade's best friend, yep, that'll do it. That usually leads to irretrievably broken marriage, and because the marriage is irretrievably irretrievably broken, and the parties have maintained that, then what does Fawny Willis in her wearing her Fulton county d a hat or any other hat? What can she contribute in a sworn statement or a deposition of the divorce proceeding about what she is or isn't doing with Nathan Wade? It doesn't matter. The grounds for the divorce have already been established. She can't contribute to anything. So it's obvious that the only reason that she's being brought in on such short notice in a two-year-old divorce proceeding is to undermine the election. And that's the conspiracy that's alleged in the motion. I'm going to read to you now, now that you know the players... Such as they are. I'm gonna to read to you now from Fulton County DA Phony Willis's motion filed on her behalf, emergency motion for non-party deponent for a protective order, because they're seeking a deposition all of a sudden out of the blue in two just in two weeks' time uh, from the filing on January 23rd, 2024. Now here's what they lay out for this judge, the presiding judge in a divorce proceeding and that will likely and certainly be presented to Scott McAfee the presiding judge in Trump's case. And listen to the timeline here that's established by the filing on page 2. On January 8th 2023, got so close to Jan 6th. On January 8th 2023 at 12:01 p.m. the defendant in the divorce proceeding Jocelyn Wade the ex was well, soon to be ex-wife of the special prosecutor through her attorney Attempted to serve 42 Willis with a notice of deposition. That's a sworn, that's just Q&A, question and answer, under oath with a court reporter, as if you're in court. Jocelyn Wade is the defendant wife in the above-titled domestic case. That's at 12.01 p.m. on the 8th. On the, also on January 8th, Michael Roman, who was defendant in the election interference case through his attorney, Ashley Merchant, filed a motion to unseal The divorce matter, same day, outsiders, drive-by, Mike Roman, no relationship to the divorce, files a motion to unseal something that for the last two years, the the ex-wife, soon-to-be ex-wife of Nathan Wade has agreed that it should be sealed, and now she wants it unsealed on the very same day that she wants a deposition. And on the very same day, four hours later, January 8th, 2023, also at 4.42 p.m., four hours after the divorce proceeding people sought Fonny T. Willis's deposition, um, Michael Roman filed a motion to disqualify the district attorney, her office, and special prosecutor Nathan Wade from further prosecuting the election interference case, citing conflicts of interest in quotes with no backup and no support. All on January 8th. Ah, the worm is turning in this motion. So the motion goes on to say this high-ranking officials like Fonny Willis get almost automatic protective orders, especially when their evidence that's being sought is not relevant, probative, not tending to prove any fact true or false in the matter. In an irretrievably broken marriage where the ex-wife has cheated on the husband, where they haven't lived together for the last two years, what could she possibly contribute it's obvious that this is to harass to conduct discovery improperly in the and to support right the skimpy shopworn you know threadbare motion that was filed by Mike Roman in the criminal case so they're trying to conduct in the divorce proceeding dragging dragging these two people through the mud or certainly Nathan Wade wearing his I'm a man trying to get a divorce here. Uh, through the mud. And so what the uh, motion uh, so perfectly lays out is that for 26 months, neither the husband nor the wife wanted this unsealed. They wanted it sealed to protect their, to, uh, their, their uh, uh, privacy. And then all of a sudden, on the same day that Mike Roman files his motion and disqualifies the same day that the wife agrees to let him unseal the record, and to seek a deposition against Phony Willis, we smell a rat. Something is rotten in Denmark. And so, this is what Fawney, this is how Phony Willis puts it: that um, on further information and in belief, this is on page eight, Defendant Jocelyn Wade, soon to be ex-wife Nathan Wade, has conspired with interested parties in the criminal election interference case. Read that as Mike Roman and his lawyer, to use the civil discovery process here in the divorce to annoy, embarrass, and oppress District Attorney Willis, right, and to undermine the ongoing criminal investigation. I mean, that's the most damning language in here, that it's being used to undermine the criminal case. And that's a bad thing. That's not a good thing. And so it goes on to say, In support of this contention and then here's what here's what they lay out on page uh, eight a defective subpoena for the deposition of the district attorney was conspicuously coordinated with pleadings in the election interference case specifically criminal defendant michael roman filed a motion seeking to unseal mr and mrs wade's divorce proceeding on the same day and within hours of defendant jocelyn wade's public request to depose miss willis as part of the divorce proceeding meaning they that roman Coordinating with the ex-wife and the ex-wife, whether on purpose, uh, intentionally or unintentionally, to get back at the husband. but what she's doing is interfering with the criminal prosecution is going to take the deposition if she had her way. And then if it was unsealed, if the whole matter was unsealed, that deposition would then get filed by the ex-wife, and it could be used by Mike Roman and others to embarrass, annoy, harass, Fawy Willis and special counsel. Uh, Nathan Wade, to back them off almost as an extortionist attempt here to undermine the prosecution and the prosecutors. And then it goes on to say that prior to the attempted service of the subpoena, the Wade and his ex-wife, soon-to-be ex-wife, filed a consent motion. They both agreed to seal their divorce proceedings, and the court sealed it on February 10, 2022, almost two years ago. It was only after defendant Jocelyn Wade sought the subpoena Fawny Willis, that there was a request to unseal the divorce proceeding, this sequence of events coupled with the absence of any relevant basis for deposing District Attorney Willis is an uncontested, in an uncontested no-fault divorce suggests the defendant Jocelyn Wade is using the legal process to harass and embarrass Attorney Willis and in doing so is obstructing and interfering with an ongoing criminal prosecution. So I don't know what soon-to-be ex-Mrs. Wade thought she was doing, what she's done is is landed herself in jackpot and now is in a co-conspiracy with a co-conspirator of donald trump in trying to interfere with the election and and foddy willis isn't having any of it and bringing it to light now she laid in wait she didn't rush to do a press conference when she was attacked for having the relationship she knew this subpoena was out there she knew she's going to do her her litigating where it matters not on the courthouse steps, not outside a courtroom, but in a courtroom, in filings, on her feet, to defend herself. Maybe Donald Trump's lawyers take a page from that book uh, and, and not, and not uh, confuse, as Ron Filipowski of Midas Touch once said so, so perfectly, confuse a Newsmax interview with trial, trial work, <laughs> what you do in a courtroom. And so at the end, here's what Fawney wants. And I think Fonny's going to get it. Petitioner prays that this court grant a protective order quashing the subpoena. That she be awarded attorney's fees and expenses. And the alternative that she be given 180 days to complete a review of the filings, investigate and depose relevant witnesses with regard to the interference and obstruction this motion contends. In other words, give me six months to conduct an investigation as, as the district attorney. Oh, Mrs. Wade... You bought off more than you can chew. And then having the uh, and then having uh, uh, barring a protective order quashing the motion, this court should order that Wade provide a scope of information sought in the deposition. In other words, what does she want to ask me about? And then uh, and go from there and that be be, uh, awarded other relief as this court deems uh, appropriate signed a lawyer representing the uh, uh, Fulton County District Attorney and then we got a copy of the witness subpoena that was served on her. We're going to continue to follow how Fonny Willis so perfectly plays quadruple-level chess against people playing Parcheesi and checkers in a courtroom, with, which is her natural, successful habitat and school. All of these lawyers, including Ashley Mer- Merchant representing Mike Roman. You thought Alina Hava... Was over her skis and drowning in her trial presentation in federal court. Wait till you see all of the lawyers against Fawny Willis, who's now a very pissed off Fulton County District Attorney. And if Mike Roman thought that this gambit and going after her personally, misogynistically, racially, to attack her judgment, her professional instincts, her powers, was going to be successful in getting her removed and getting his indictment dismissed, he's got another thing coming. It's an old adage about when you shoot at the king. If you shoot at the king, you better be successful. Otherwise, you're just going to have a wounded, pissed-off king. And same thing with prosecutors. If he thought he was going to take her out, and I mean that from a procedural standpoint, he's he's, uh, wrong. And now you just have a supremely focused and annoyed uh prosecutor who's going to who's going to come down hard on mike roman in front of the right court scott mcafee presiding over the criminal case we'll follow it here on the midas touch network only one place you know it don't change that dial stay here on the midas touch network for everything at the intersection of law politics and justice we do it in podcasts like legal a f Yes, the title is Just What You Think. We do it Wednesdays and Saturdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, right here, and on hot takes like this one at the intersection of law, politics, and justice. So, until my next hot take, give me a thumbs up here, leave a comment, keeps the lights on, keeps the ratings up. (laughs) Until my next Legal AF,
1: this is Michael Popok reporting. Hey, Midas Mighty, love this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram, at MidasTouch. She don't need no Instagram. What are you waiting for? Follow us now. I want to show you three separate posts that were made by Donald Trump that I think pretty much sums one up of all of posting. the most dangerous, deranged, and unhinged elements of, of what Trump wow. uh, is trying to push and the MAGA movement in general. So the first one I want to share with you is something that Donald Trump posted at 1 a.m. in the morning after the Eugene Carroll uh, trial. Uh, Trump posted this, you know, 1 a.m. in the morning. This is what he's he's thinking of and what he's writing. He goes, I've said it once and I'll say it again a thousand times. Pause. You don't need to say it a thousand. No one, no one needs to hear you say this over and over and over again. And I know that you're about to torment the victim who it's already been adjudicated back in May that you raped. You, you shouldn't be posting this would be an understatement. Donald Trump goes on to say until this ridiculous hoax was revealed to me by the fake news media I never heard of E. Jean Carroll never had anything to do with her never would want to have anything to do with her never brought her into a locked changing room of a crowded New York City department store directly opposite the checkout booth and never touched her or in any way would want to touch her the whole story is made up and disgusting hoax. I mean, also the fact that Donald Trump is putting some of the stuff in all caps. I mean, it just looks just untethered um, and and totally unhinged. But also Donald Trump's statements, and I would never want to touch her, as though he's contemplating situations where he would be okay sexually assaulting women. That's what he's basically saying right there. He goes on to say, this whole story is a, then he puts this in caps, made up and disgusting hoax, like the now fully discredited Russia, Russia, Russia hoax, and all of the others. Okay, pause right there. One of the great things that Egene Carroll's lawyer, Roberta Kaplan, did at the first trial and during Donald Trump's deposition is basically show that Donald Trump calls anything a hoax when it is true and it harms Donald Trump. So... She went to Donald Trump, so you think the 2020 election is like the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax? And Donald Trump said, yeah, the 2020 election, it was, it was a hoax, it was rigged. And then Eugene Carroll went through everything else that we know Donald Trump did because there's objective evidence of it or we can see it or, or learn about it or know about it. And it's an, it's called a fact. And then Donald Trump would say, hoax, hoax, hoax. And then Eugene Carroll's lawyer said, oh... And so you also are saying that uh, this is a hoax, um, your sexual assault on E. Carroll. That's a hoax, just like Russia, 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 and all of the things where people were actually prosecuted and pled guilty and there were real ramifications. And Donald Trump said, yes, yes, that's a that's a hoax also. But again, just think about how that's the language Donald Trump is using here. He goes, this one is also conceived, funded and carried out by Democrat Political operatives like her lawyer, who I just beat in another scam case, Roberta Kaplan, Piglet Reed Hoffman, a major Democrat donor who is funding this witch hunt, or crazed George Conway, who lost his wonderful wife, Kellyanne, to another and has gone completely, and Donald Trump puts this in caps, nuts. Donald Trump goes on to say, Judge Kaplan knows this, and all about, quote, and he puts this in caps, the fake dress, but won't let it be revealed. And then Donald Trump puts this in caps, broken justice. Now, early on, when e. Jean Carroll first filed this case against Donald Trump, uh, back in 2019, Donald Trump had not just a day or a week or months, but years to turn over his DNA, to compare his DNA to the DNA on the dress from when Jean Carroll was sexually assaulted. Donald Trump refused to turn over the DNA, and then on the eve of trial, the last trial, Donald Trump said, I'll cut a deal. I'll turn over my DNA if you provide first the DNA samples um, that were taken in the lab. By that point, discovery had ended, The deadlines had passed. There was no more exchanging of documents, discovery, DNA. But Trump had all the time in the world to do that and simply did not provide it and turn it over during the time limits. Now, if he wants to blame Alina Hava for it or another lawyer, he he can, he can try to do that. But the bottom line is he had every opportunity to turn this over. Just you look at the language about calling someone like Reed Hoffman a a, a piglet. I mean, that's the level of, uh, of of discourse of Donald Trump. I mean, it's calling someone a, a a piglet, and everything that Donald Trump says is ultimately all projection and confession. And you, know, you got Donald Trump showing up uh, to to trial with like. Like lesions, or I don't know if there were cold sores on his head. Like lesions, or um, or these strange cuts on his hands? Is it's it's very very it's very very bizarre. But that's what Donald Trump posted at one a.m. At one a.m. What else did Donald Trump post? The following, and this looks uh, completely normal. Being facetious, there. This one's all in caps. And again. If you had a friend, co-worker, or colleague, or neighbor who just wrote a message that looked like this about any topic, gardening, cooking, travel, fantasy football, just any topic at a movie review, you would be like, this person has completely gone off the deep end this is like a crazy person i mean when you look at this just just the way it's written then you layer on that donald trump is writing like this to torment someone who a jury has found that he raped that donald trump is is writing like this about the fact that he claims that seal team six could be ordered by him to kill his political opponent and he should get absolute immunity for things that cross the line. Here's what Donald Trump's posting. He says that he should get immunity for events that cross the line so that he can have peace of mind. Hey Midas Mighty, so a little while ago we had the idea that we wanted to sell the best pro-democracy merchandise in the game for the Midas Touch Network and candidly, we had no idea where to even get started. That's why I'm so glad that we found Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage all the way to the did we just hit a million order stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever, whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify magic your AI powered all star we use shopify at store.midastouch.com and it has completely revolutionized our business it allows us to easily manage our shop View Analytics provide the best customer service and streamline our entire online shopping experience from A to Z, we wouldn't be able to bring you all the products you know and love without Shopify and we can't speak highly enough about it. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds and Rothy's and Linen and, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries plus Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way like they were there for us here on the Midas Dutch Network because businesses that grow grow with Shopify we can attest to that sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Midas, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Midas to take your business to the next level today. shopify.com slash Midas. I have never seen a production any better than this anywhere.
4: Breathtaking. It is absolutely stunning.
1: I feel better about the world. I feel uplifted. Invigorating.
0: It was encouraging, gave me hope. This has just been therapy for the soul.
1: It's a must-see, must-see. Make sure you see it. Make sure you see it.
2: A performance that truly matters for each and every one of us. This is what you've been waiting for.
1: See it at least once in your lifetime. Get tickets now at ShenYun.com. ...to the next level today. Shopify.com slash Midas. Let's read it. Donald Trump writes, A president of the United States must have full immunity, without which it would be impossible for him or her to properly function. Any mistake, even if well intended, would be met with almost certain indictment by the opposing party at term end. Even events that cross the line must fall under total immunity... Or will be years of trauma trying to determine good from bad. There must be certainty, he says. And then he goes on to blabber about other things. saying even if he crosses the line, like ordering SEAL Team 6 to kill a political opponent, he should have absolute immunity because it would cause him years of trauma. It goes back to what we've been saying over and over and over again. This is like just one of the whiniest individuals as well with just a a loser mentality who just always wants to play the victim, right? In the Jean Carroll trial where there's a real victim who Donald Trump was found by a jury to have raped, Donald Trump says he should be awarded damages for what she has put him through. It's a statement that Donald Trump made. In a press conference after the first day of trial. Donald Trump saying that he needs the peace of mind. It will cause him trauma if he ordered the political assassination of his uh, political opponent. And then gets criminally prosecuted for that. That we should feel bad for him. And again, that's why this is like the whiniest, whiniest movement. It just is. What is this? MAGA. This is what Donald Trump says here. I do not think this is the third post. I said there were three posts in 12 hours that kind of sum it all up here in its ultimate grotesque fashion. Trump writes, I do not think we should do a border deal at all unless we get everything needed to shut down the invasion of millions and millions of people. Many from parts are known into our once great but soon to be great again country. Also, I have no doubt that the wonderful Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, will only make a deal that is perfect on the border. In other words, Donald Trump telling Speaker of the House, Johnson, who's following this, to kill any bipartisan border deal. And you have Democrats and Republicans working in the Senate to try to come up with a common sense solution. To try to address it to try to reach a compromise but to do something about the border and you have Donald Trump the same way he was saying that he wants the economy to crash Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans want there to be problems at the border so they could whine about it the same way Donald Trump whines when he's in court claiming he's the victim when his rape victim sues him. The same way Donald Trump whines that it would cause him trauma if he ordered a military assassination of his political rival. It would cause him all of this trauma. It is a constant cycle of MAGA whining and it comes down to the fact that these are not serious people. I want serious discussion. And as you know from watching the Midas Touch Network, as I say, I say, this isn't an issue anymore about like progressives, liberals versus conservatives or Democrats versus Republicans. That's just not the paradigm that exists. right. It, it, it isn't. Right now, there's a group which I refer to as the pro-democracy community that is the majority of this country that just wants normalcy, that wants solutions, that wants to figure things out. Get things done and support and protect and defend our constitution. We look at statements being made by Donald Trump saying that he should get immunity from things that go beyond the limits and, and, and events that exceed authority, he should get immunity for and we look at that and we go, That's not law and order. That's not okay. And we may have disagreements. I mean, when you've got Adam Kinzinger, Liz Cheney, to everybody from, you know, AOC. And, um, and it's a broad coalition of people who fundamentally are committed to normalcy, decency, getting things done. And we all look at this and we go, this is what Donald Trump's. this is putrid, this is hard, this is disgusting. So tell me what you think in the comments, because to me, this is about, we just gotta come together as a nation under the pro-democracy banner. We got to just eliminate this MAGA plague at the ballot box. We got to make sure that these people aren't elected. And then we could go back to disagreeing on different types of policies. But this MAGA thing is strange and dangerous. As I say, MAGA equals fascism plus idiocracy, MAGA equals fascism plus idiocracy, and thankfully, the idiocracy has far exceeded the ability for them to implement their fascist designs, but they're trying. They're incompetent, but they're trying. I'm Ben Marcellus from the Midas Touch Network. Hit subscribe. Let's get to 2 million subscribers this month. Thanks for watching, and have a great day.
2: Hey, Midas Mighty,
1: love this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram at Midas Touch to keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now.
2: Attention, this video will change your perception. Forget $87. Grab it for just $13.90. Get your hands on this adjustable computer stand. Stretch and move it around with ease. Upgrade your workspace effortlessly. Get a brand new, authentic computer stand for only $13 90 percent. Right. Don't hesitate. So...
0: Let's see what else. Gotta go on.
3: michael popock with legal af after dark Fawny willis fulton county district attorney does her after hours relationship with somebody on her staff mean that the criminal indictment against donald trump and 15 others in georgia gets dismissed no it does not how would you know that you'd know it if you tuned in to legal af leading podcast the intersection of law politics and justice one place Midas touch network and here's a clip where we talk about all things Fulton County criminal prosecution of Trump. Do a follow-up story about, as Fannie Willis has been, well, Fannie Willis herself has defended herself. That sounded, let me try that again. Fonnie Willis has defended herself, um, as only she can, eloquently with passion in, uh, at the Martin Luther King Jr. Day at the uh, Big Bethel AME Church in Atlanta um, on Sunday before, but Martin Luther King Day. At the same time that MAGA right-wing crazies are attacking Martin Luther King Jr. and defaming his name, she uh, she took to the pulpit literally and defended um, her hiring of Nathan Wade, that he was well that he's well credentialed, that she hired three total special prosecutors, two were white, nobody had a problem with them. One was Nathan Wade. She didn't deny nor address whether she was having a a relationship with him outside the office but commented that at least the two other special prosecutors she was she fit, she considered them to be close friends as well um, and that let's be frank she has a sprawling prosecution and indictment 17 or 18 defendants to start 30 40 counts a trial that could go on a year do people think the Fulton County District Attorney by themselves without an additional budget was going to be able to handle that so the fact that she hired just 3 and maybe total over a million dollars. Total is, is she, she should be commended for that. I mean, Jack Smith, I'd love him, but he spent fourteen million dollars in the last year, some of which was for personal security for his team and him because of Donald Trump. But uh... you know, she's doing it on a shoestring on a shoestring budget. And what she does in her inside or outside of the courtroom, you know, she said it the way that you know her her version or her authentic version is that they're attacking Nathan Wade because he's a black man that they're claiming isn't credentials. And the white woman lawyer that filed the motion against um, Fonnie Willis and Nathan Wade to have the case disqualified and have her, have the case dismissed and have her disqualified said, well, we're just saying it's credentials. He's not really, what has he ever done? And Fonnie Willis reminded everybody in that church he's been a, this Nathan Wade's been a judge, criminal defense lawyer. He's been a, a attorney, an assistant attorney general. Um, He's been hired as a special counsel throughout the state, including by white Republicans to handle matters for them, a well-known quantity. And the fact that he's never tried a RICO case against a former president should not be held against him. Nobody has. Um, We've never had a former president like Trump. And therefore, no no one's going to have that credential on their resume. I thought it was an eloquent um, uh, defense And I want to ask you from a prosecutor's standpoint, when Judge McAfee finally gets around to hearing this issue, if it is an issue, about her relationship with Nathan Wade and maybe they went away on a cruise together, who cares? Do you think that's going to get an indictment that came out of a grand jury off of the back of a special purpose grand jury dismissed?
4: No, the law. This this is an HR problem. It's not a problem for, uh, you know, for dismissal or, or anything like that. I mean, this is this is just so atrocious what's happening to Bonnie Willis, in my opinion. And and I'm not surprised, though. I've seen this before. Uh, again, when when I was working with Cy Vance, we I st- I Cy Vance was elected in 2010. And that's right around the time that the progressive prosecutor movement began. I don't know exactly when it began, but that's that's around the time that it was starting. And, and you started seeing a lot of the conservative, white male, old guard, traditional law enforcement people being uh, replaced by women, women of color, men of color, although Sivance is is not. He's a white male, but he was very much um, somebody who was one of the leaders of the progressive prosecution m- movement. And uh, frankly, we one of the things we did was we created this thing called the Institute for Innovations and in Prosecution. And th- progressive prosecutors from around the country, we all would get together and we would discuss issues and, um, and learn from each other and figure out ways we can do things like, um, like, um, change the racial disparity issue in the criminal. Very much how prosecutors who are women of color in particular, uh, are treated differently and with a double standard than white male prosecutors who are also progressive. So for example, you had Cy Vance and you also had Larry Krasner in Philadelphia who I think is is very much lauded as a, um, as a progressive prosecutor, another white man. But women, uh, in particular uh, women of color prosecutors, without fail, have been run out of town you have former DA Marilyn Mosby from Baltimore, who I think is under indictment for for something she did while she was prosecutor. But make no mistake, she was run out of town, right? You've got DA Kim Gardner in uh, Missouri, also run out of town. Uh, soon to be former state attorney Kim Fox in Chicago, same thing. Former state attorney Aramis Ayala in Florida, et cetera. And you, you've just got this completely different standard that women of color are and i know fonnie willis was talking about nathan wade and saying how how when will a black man ever be considered qualified for the job you know no matter what his resume is he'll never be qualified enough of course they don't scrutinize the white people as you said uh she focused on that but what struck me about this whole hatchet job is look what happened to claudine gay uh at harvard right Did I like what she said about,
0: about...